Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to the championship edition. Championship. Rich, how you doing, brother? Oh, man, I'm great. Feeling good. Been off of work. I'm excited about this matchup this week. Yeah. So ready to roll. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for Jeff and Corey. The HFFL will have a new champion. Um, they've been chirping in the chat. They've got injuries and players sitting galore, and it's going to be a it's going to be a true survivor task here. This is going to be a one of the more interesting championship games I've ever seen. And just like we all called it, you know, the five versus the six. Everyone expected this, right? Like that's just, <laughs> exactly. that's just how this happens, I guess. <laughs> all right, so we're going to quickly go over the uh, the week sixteen matchups. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of an NFL playoff breakdown, a little playoff preview, um, and then we will talk about the championship game here. So, uh, Rich, we had Corey versus Julian. What do you have in this matchup here? Yeah, so I mean, obviously the most more competitive of the two this week. Um, but honestly, it was Corey's matchup to lose early and often. I think he, he led most of the way. Um, you know, it's funny. I seen that Nick Folk scored negative two points, and I thought to myself, how crazy would it be if he lost due to negative kicker points? <laughs> and I selfishly kind of wanted that to happen so that uh, we have another anti-kicker person on the bandwagon. I don't know if right. Corey is an anti-kicker, but he should be after negative two points. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, I mean, he had a solid offensive week. Um, huge days from Burrow and CD. Um, he needed it because his defense only scored 71 points, which is well under his season average. Um, for Julian, uh, you know, he just didn't score enough points and lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> Touché. but, uh, yeah, uh, no horrible performance by Evans and D hop, which I believe I predicted, uh, would happen having two guys in the same game. If the game script goes negative, the game is a big old turd. Like that game was you lose two players. Um, ultimately that ended up costing him. I mean, really, I mean, there was only 10 point difference oh, yeah. here and those guys were well capable of putting that up. Um, and it sucks, you know, so be it. Um, and other than that, his team performed fairly well outside of Dalvin. So, um, yeah, Evans and D hop really, really boned them. And, and who'd have thought that, you know, those two guys, those names, the scoring averages they've put up and they just lay a big old turd in the semifinals. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, really tough. And you, you look, and this is one of those things, you know, I, I don't know if you guys do this like I do, you know, I, I, I'll make a trade and in my head, I justify the trade of, you know, well, if I win a championship, this trade was worth it. You know, so he makes that big move. He gets D hop, D hop gives him 0.9, you know, in the mm. one game that he needs him. He, you know, misses out on nine points there from Mike Williams. You know, he still is a little bit short, but obviously he probably makes a couple different lineup decisions. I would guess, you know, at some point. You know, you look at DeAndre Hopkins and you're, you're a little more confident. You know what I mean? You look at Mike Williams, well, like, right, I got to really look into this. I got to figure this out. Uh, what well, am Jimmy, I do? yep. D-Hop had one catch for four yards on 10 targets. They weren't so good. What? I know, but either way, <laughs> they, they, they scored him as 10 targets. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You got you to gotta do something. Yeah, man, it's just – it just didn't work out. You know, some would say, you know, fame, maybe uh fantasy, fantasy karma, you know, Ryan and I are big believers in the fantasy gods and uh, yeah. the fantasy yeah. gods did not shine down here. So no. he did get a stat correction though, because I know when I was looking, it was originally he needed 31 from tranquil uh, to win. He ended up getting almost 17 and he only loses by 10. So somewhere along the line, he got an extra three or four points here, but not enough, not enough. Congratulations to Corey. Corey moves on his first time ever being in the title. Yeah. And, uh, to say that he is excited and, and nervous is a uh, mm-hmm. the understatement. So he is yeah. a, he is a fucking treat. I can tell you most that. most I, I dangerous that succeed we've ever seen moves yeah. on surprise yeah. yeah surprise surprise. All right, next matchup was Kobe versus Jeff. 
Um, and at, at one point in this game, I, I had myself convinced that this was going to be a pretty solid matchup. I think it was like three o'clock ish on Saturday. I think it was mostly, mostly were Saturday games. And I was like, man, Kobe's got, you know, he's got two left and Aaron Jones. And he, he had quite a few guys, you know, left to play. And, and he was, you know, if you look at MFL, I think MFL had him like 50, 50 roughly with Jeff and uh, it just, the shit hit the fan. I mean, his offense was horrendous. You got what seven points total from Aaron Jones and Ramondre. Mm-hmm. Hardly nothing from Garrett Wilson. Nothing from his kicker. I mean, a, a zero from Justin Houston. Um, as a as a guy who took a zero in the last round for Chris Jones, you know, I, I sympathize there. Um, other than that, though, his defense played well. I mean, all about uh, one player other than the zero in double figures, but it just wasn't enough. And for Jeff, you know, losing Derek Carr, losing his job, looks like he's lost his his place on the team. It looks like he's just done. He gets, what is this? I mean, 1.8, 2.5, 3.6, and 1.4 from Zonovan Knight, Devontae Adams, uh, yeah. Tyler Boyd, and Jawan Johnson, and yet he's moving on. It's a combined 16 points from those five players. Yeah, and he still puts up 197. So, I mean, yeah. that's huge, huge yeah. day from Cam Hayward, big day from Eckler. Obviously, Justin Jefferson rang the bell. He came to play. Big day from Alex Singleton with 26. I mean, that's it's a big week yeah. for Jeff. Jeff's yeah. defense scored 116 points this week. Yeah, man. That's yeah. a big time effort from a defense. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the championship game, you know, with Jeff. Jeff going to his third straight. You know, he's he's playing the I've been I've been exactly where he's at. He's playing the look, you know, I've been here before. I'm not nervous. The nerves are over. You try to convince yourself that you're not shitting your pants and you're not worried. Um, but there's zero chance yeah. this dude isn't shitting his pants and worried. So Yeah. And I think we're gonna touch on that because these matchups in this championship round are gonna be really interesting. Oh, very, very interesting. But uh, again, congrats to Jeff. Uh, Justice is served here. Fantasy Gods took care of this, and uh, we we all got what we wanted here. So Jeff versus Corey. Yeah, yeah I mean, Kobe, Kobe appears to be the worst second seed of all time. <laughs> I mean, 140 points. It's like, is this a joke to you? Like, is it the best you can muster? Because I was pretty confident in his team last week on the pod. I thought there was an 80% chance he was going to win. But it must have all been smoke and mirrors, you know? Um, so sorry, Jeff. You actually only had a 2% chance to lose, and that's what I should have said. I should have known better. I mean, 19 points out of all three of his running backs, eight points from Kobe's D-line, one, not even one player in the 20s, and his best unit, his best unit, his strength, his linebackers got outscored by 15 points. Fucking pathetic. Well, and that's, you know, so, one of the things that I talked about all year was Kobe's floor and how, you know, at the at the at one point yeah. – he had the highest floor in the year. Actually, he did. It's like 170 or something like that. One, yeah. 157 was the was the highest of the lowest scores of the season. As in, he had mm-hmm. the highest, you know, low score on the year. And then he comes out and he scores 17 points less than that. You know, in in the only game that really matters here. So, just a yeah. tough, tough look. You know, the bees are maybe maybe it was just too cold. You know, the bees were in their hive and you know they were flapping their little wings, getting everything up to 94 <laughs> degrees to keep everybody warm. You know, and they just didn't have enough energy to yeah. to to compete here. So, yeah, it is what it is. But the season's over. He's going to play for the three. They're both playing. Yeah, they're both playing in that three four game. And and good yeah. luck. To them. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they'll split the maybe they'll tie and split the third place money. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. So. <laughs> This one, this one so, doesn't so, uh, affect me, so I can uh, rule unilaterally and not really worry about it. So that's yeah, not, yeah. you know, I'm not the direct beneficiary here. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter to me. They, if they what, is, what is third place payout? I think it was like forty. I think it's forty for third and twenty for fourth. Yeah. Jeff was asking me this weekend. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So if they decide that they don't want to set a lineup, which uh, as we have now learned is not a tie, then that means the game wasn't played, which means that uh, Jeff and Corey will split another thirty dollars each, and we'll just go from there. So there you go. 
All right. So, so, so for me, yeah. other than that, my concern is the 16 points by five offensive players. I mean, that's not going to cut it next, this week. So, um, no, for Jeff, yeah. he's got to figure something out on offense. And he's, you know, he's, yeah, we're, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. He, he's got, uh, he's got his work cut out for him this week. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, draft order here, what everybody wants to talk about, Rich, it, Rich's season starts in what, five days here, Rich? You uh, okay, yeah, ready, man. ready to this, kick this, off the off season? Oh man, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the off season favorite. <laughs> say. That's a fair thing to say. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, so the draft order here, we are up to the top 12 that we have figured out. Oh, no, excuse, no, actually, that's not true. Well, technically, yeah. technically speaking, it is true because Rich has both picks, and so it's kind of irrelevant. But we will know which of Kobe or which of Julian, whoever wins that game, the loser of that game will be the 11, the winner of that game will be the 12. The other 10 are set in stone. But either way, those are two Rich's picks. So he'll know. He'll know which one is which yeah. by the end of the It don't matter. Here. Yep. Uh, so Rich has 101, Orico has 102, Rich has Ryan's pick at 103, Brendan has 104, Ryan has 1.05, which was Corey Hagerman's pick, Kellen has 106, which was Mike's pick, Scott has 107, which was Walt's pick, Scott has his own pick at 108, Kellen has his own pick at 109, Scott has my pick at 110, uh, Rich has Kobe's pick currently at 111, and Rich has Julian's pick currently at 112, just have him there because that's where their seating was coming in. Um, let's talk that NFL playoff picture really quick before we get into our, our HFFL championship game here. So what did you have that you wanted to bring up here, Rich? Yeah, so just the overall talk about it. So we look at the NFC. Um, four, four teams have clinched. The Eagles, the Vikings. Eagles currently have the bye. Vikings are the two seed. 49ers currently are the three seed. Um, and then Cowboys are, are the fourth uh, playoff position. Yep. Um, and then you have uh, kind of some teams in the hunt that are obviously going to be playing um, all their players, but like, what does it mean on the NFC side? You know, what, what can we expect out of, you know, the Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Cowboys this week, since they've already clinched, um, you know, for me, I think it's, you know, we're obviously seeing Tony Pollard, um, you know, looks like he might not play, you know, what does it mean yeah. for CD lamb and, and, and Dak and, and, and those likes, <clears throat> you know, cause there's still a buy to be had right with two, two games left. Um, I don't know. Always if, get the buy though. I don't think they can get there. Um, do, who do they have left on their schedule? Because they, they, they play Titans the Titans this week, and then I'm not sure who they have next week. It's not showing here. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll pull that up. Yeah, um, and then you got the 49ers, who are also 11 and four. Um, I don't know who if they went out and, and the Eagles happened to lose um, the last two weeks. If you know if they can get in there, Vikings have the best shot. They're only one game back um, with the Packers coming up this week. Um, and I don't know if they, who they finish with. Maybe they finish with the Bears. I don't know if it's divisional, divisional with the with the NFC North. Let's see here. Hold on, it's a little slower than I thought it would be to get yeah. there. All right, so, so Dallas like, has show the games. Show the games. What? No more. There we go. Schedule. Come on, stop moving. They get. They just played Philly, and they got that win. So I think they, that means that they split with Philly. Yes. So they split with Philly. Mm-hmm. So they play Tennessee and then they play Washington at the end of the year. So I don't know. I know it, the, the breakdown of the tie break from there is like crazy. It's like you're basically if Philly wins one more game, they hold the tie break no matter what over Dallas, no matter like right. the Cause it's overall record and, I think yeah, as, right, a, yeah, as the number one. Yeah. Yeah. So Philly just needs to win one and then they lock up the bye. Right. Uh, well, here's the thing. What can the Vikings do? Because the Vikings are 12 and 3. 
So here's the thing. Are the, are the Vikings going to start everybody this week against Green Bay? So are we look, we're looking at guys like Justin Jefferson, right? You know, so like with the Cowboys and the Vikings for this coming upcoming matchup, we're looking at guys like CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson for the Vikings and the Cowboys. Are they going to play? Are they are they going to rest? Are they only get maybe see a certain amount of snaps? Are they going to get pulled when they're up fourteen? Yeah, so they have Green Bay and Chicago left in there too. Right. Yeah, man, yeah, I don't the, know. This is and you and I were kind of talking about this. This is a weird year, and it, yeah. and it could be a, a a you know because there's more teams in play. There is one more yeah. one more playoff position. You know, and these teams are frankly you know kind of locked in. It doesn't the look like they can get the bye unless Philly wins their or loses their last two, and then they beat Green Bay and yeah. Chicago. Um, yeah. un- unlikely. I would well, that's, say. but that's the thing too. You know, here's the thing: Cowboys are in, but they're the five seed. They're locked yep. in at the five. Yep, they so can't win the division. Yep. Bucks right now are are at the four, but they're because it only because they have a tiebreaker. Um, and they have a better record, obviously, than the Carolina Panthers. Or six and nine. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, those teams that aren't already clinched, right? Bucks, Giants, Commanders, we're all going to be playing their their players. And anybody on the bubble, Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Panthers, Saints, we can expect them to be going full bore. But so, it's it's these it's these teams that are going to impact, you know, uh, you know, with with a p- potential Gardner Minshew playing this week for for Jeff. You know, Eagles. What are they going to be looking? What are they going to be looking to do? Right. What is so looking what at the this? Vikings? The Eagles do need to win one, and it looks like the Cowboys would have the tiebreak. So if the Cowboys went out and the Eagles lose out, the Cowboys would actually win the division. In that scenario, but though, the what, Vikings, from what I've seen, there's a three percent chance that it happens. Oh no, I'm not. Arguing. And, and from from what no, I know you're not arguing. I I actually thought about this, and I read an article that said the Cowboys know there's only a three percent chance that it happens, so they may end up resting players. Knowing and just residing themselves to the five seed, it's definitely possible because they can't get the one regardless. And, well, if they if they beat the Eagles, well, they already, they already did. No, I mean, I mean, so if they tie the Eagles at the end of the season, they wouldn't be the one seed. No, because the Vikings would still be ahead of them if the Vikings at least. Well, win yeah, the, the Vikings would need to lose. Yep, the Vikings would. But also either way, they they would win the division if they tied the Eagles. Yep, and they it's, would. They it's, would. It's convoluted. Yeah. That's for sure. The top, It's like very top heavy. All I know is I, I would hate to have to be in the finals and have to deal with this shit right now because I was stressing out like trying to take notes this week and look at and review <laughs> the matchup because you don't know shit right now, right? Yeah. You st- you're still waiting for for Sunday news, right? And these teams are keep playing everything pretty close to the chest. And I don't think they really need to, but that's the way these football teams are. Um, but anyway, so that's the NFC side, and you know some players that are in this matchup this week, uh, you know, likes of Gardner Minshew, like I said. Um, you know, AJ Brown in Philly could be impacted by this. CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson um, could very well be impacted uh, by this decision, uh, depending on what those teams decide to do. Uh, if we look over at the AFC playoff picture, um, right now you got uh, Bills and Chiefs, um, one and two, both at 12 and three. Bills currently have the bye. Both teams have clinched their division and clinched playoff berths. Um, Bengals right now have clinched the playoffs. But because they're 11 and four, they have an opportunity, an outside shot to get in to the bye. Um, so, you know, players this week like Tyler Boyd are probably going to end up playing. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is most likely going to end up playing because they played the Bills. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is a and big game. And they have the tiebreak over Kansas City. And they have the tiebreak over Kansas City. So this is a huge game for mm-hmm. Cincinnati. So you can expect those guys this week that I just named to go all out, right? To be in for every second of the game. And same for the Chiefs, um, because if the Chiefs win exactly. and the Bills lose, then the Chiefs are in the driver's seat. Exactly. Jerick McKinnon is impacted by this. Yep. Um, currently in the starting lineup. So um, then we look at the, the Ravens. Uh, currently ten and five. Um, they're the, the first wild card in. Uh, second in the NFC North, uh, one game behind the Bengals. Um, they play the Steelers this week. Um, so, you know, they're going to be motivated to keep trying to win. Um, even though they've clinched a playoff berth, they can't they can't miss out on the playoffs. Um, yeah. But they have an opportunity to win the division if they win out. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Chargers, which the Chargers are in the most precarious position because there's no chance they win the AFC West um, because they are three games back from the Chiefs. And they're nine and six, but they've clinched a playoff berth. So there's really no motivation uh, for a team like the Chargers to play their play their players. They're their, their key players. They need to freaking help our pick. All right, this is no, ridiculous. The last two no, weeks. Trust me, I understand. But this this also brings <laughs> into questions. You know, some players in this match this week, such as Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. All right, one of the one of the big three headed monster players that uh, you know Jeff tends to roll out each week. Um, Austin Eckler could be seriously impacted um, by whatever decision is 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 made by the, the Chargers team going into this week against the Rams, which it doesn't matter. The game doesn't matter. Um, other than that, there's the Jags who are in the hunt. Um, yeah, currently, they're, they're currently leading the AFC South uh, race, and as we all know, it's going to come down to next week's game. So this game, this week's game, doesn't matter. Um, from everything that I've read, all the Jaguar yep. players are going to play. There's zero benching. Yep. You play the win the game, I think has come to mind a couple or has been quoted a couple <laughs> of times. Um, and then you got the Dolphins, um, eight and seven, who are still in it playing the Patriots this week. That's a big game for them. And then obviously play teams on the bubble, Patriots, Jets, Titans, Steelers, Raiders. Uh, Raiders, I looks like they're giving up on the season because I think for them, there's a, a s- extremely small percentage um, that they make the playoffs uh, this, this year. So yeah. They're still, uh, they're still mathematically like alive, but they have they have thrown in the cards. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, right. they're packing it in. Um, yep. So other than that, um, so what does packing it in mean for the Raiders? What does that know. mean for Devontae Adams? I don't know. That was my right? question. So, so now that we kind of have a picture and everybody kind of has a picture of what the NFL playoff uh, picture looks like, what teams could possibly impact and shape this matchup, I feel it's now a good basis for us to kind of dive in. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about with the playoffs. I I think that was a good table setting there. It's, it's just a, it's a cluster right now and we don't have a lot of clarity because it is only Thursday. Um, And frankly, these guys, yes, they're playing for the championship game, but both of these guys have a major problem at their fifth, uh, fifth starting position on offense here. Jeff has a major problem at his fourth and his fifth. um, So neither can really afford to lose a big a big name player so yeah it'll be very interesting so let's go let's go position by position here uh we'll start with the quarterbacks and we'll just kind of break it down and and see here so uh obviously uh for uh Corey, he's got joe burrow um and for jeff he's currently has gardner Minshew in Um, he did pick up baker mayfield we know Derek carr is not an option so looking at their matchups um burrow has a tough one with buffalo i know it's a monday night game um joe seems at home Big time in prime time, you know, so I personally wouldn't be worried. I know uh, fantasy footballers has him as the quarterback two on the week. 
And then they have Gardner as quarterback. Oh, what, why doesn't it show the rank here? 31? <laughs> they have him at 11, actually. Um, oh, really? Interesting. They got him with uh, the an 18th best matchup here against New Orleans. New Orleans is middle of the pack. Um, and then if he does end up somehow Jalen Hurts plays, which is just not going to happen. I just don't. There's no way. He's. They said he wasn't even – they weren't even sure he's going to be 100% in the playoffs. I don't think he plays this week. Uh, but Baker, very similar matchup for Baker, but I can't even imagine – being Jeff, and <laughs> you got to make this decision. Um, yeah, I know Gardner did well last yeah. week. Baker did well the week before, or whatever that was. And I, I, I have to. If, if Gardner plays, I have to roll with Gardner here. Oh, I agree with Jeff. And I um, there's no way you well. can. You can. I mean, the Rams are so out of it. I mean, at this point, Baker's playing for a job. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere else, most likely. Um, but for me, I see Burrow playing on a Monday night at home against Buffalo team that's going to score a lot of points which means it's going to be a positive game script for a quarterback. We're going to have to see a lot of throwing the football, a lot of getting it out of his hands quick um, to to playmakers. And and these these boys are going to be going balls to the wall in, in Cincinnati. So for me, I, even if Gardner plays, I think – I don't know how how serious they're going to take it, Philly, that is, um, <clears throat> and what that means for the, for the Philly receivers. But from a quarterback position perspective, it's a tough matchup. Um, if I'm Corey, I love that it's Monday night. I just I don't know why. I just love having that that kind of trump card, and it's like the biggest trump card you could have is that quarterback on Monday night. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm giving the the quarterback position this week uh, to Corey. I think I think he has the advantage. Yeah. With I, I, so MFL has has Burrow as a nine point favorite over Gardner. What do you think about that? Do you think he covers that? Yeah, I think Burrow puts up thirty this week. I I agree with you. I think he might outscore him by by fifteen. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Burrow goes for four touchdowns this week. I can see it. I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right, under the running backs, they both are currently starting one. Um, Jeff has Austin Eckler. We talked a little bit. You know his his um, his his playing time could be in question. You know it doesn't look like they well they can't get their division. Um, they're kind of we in a weird spot. I guess they could move up um, to the five seed versus being the six. Uh, but it's not uh, not yeah. set in stone by any means. Well, also, also he's been limited in practice this week, so so he's 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 nursing an injury. Um, you know what what happens there? Are, are they willing to risk him, or are they going to put him on a snap count? You know they have Josh Kelly there. Or they, maybe they maybe they mix him in 50-50, 60-40. Yeah. You know, there's so many questions there, and what they're going to do with him because he is on the injury report. So I just looked back. <clears throat> Um, and it it is not abnormal for him to be on the injury report. It looks like he gets a lot of those veteran deference days. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure um, if this is a different issue. Um, but like I said, I just look back to the last three weeks and he's been limited in most of those practices. So mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Um, and then obviously Corey has Jarek McKinnon, who has been absolutely on fire. I mean, his last four games, he's at 14, 31, 30, and yeah. 11. I mean, the guy is, he is this year's Rashad Penny is the way it's looking like. Um, yeah. So He's got the Broncos. That's a that's well, you would think a tough matchup, but the Broncos have been getting absolutely shredded the last few weeks. So Cam Akers. How about that yeah. cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then as far as their their rankings on on footballers here, just so I have it, Eckler. Um the, the Rams are a middle of the pack rat matchup that he's at running back three for them. Uh McKinnon. Scroll down a little bit here. He's farther down than I thought he would be. He's at running back 19. Um, and they have Denver as a, a plus matchup, a top 15 matchup here. So, yeah. yeah well, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at the most recent news here um, as provided by MFL Mobile. 
Uh, it says um, Eckler is locked in as an elite RB1, but it says if the veteran sits, Josh Kelly figures to get a majority of the work. So there's does still Jeff question marks. No, does Jeff have Josh Kelly? No, Mike actually picked him up today, I believe, oh, or yesterday. No. Oh, I think no. it was Mike that did it. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, man. He had, him, he had him at one point. No, he. I traded him to him. So I drafted Josh Kelly. Okay. Um. Let me see here. I drafted Josh Kelly, like, fourth round back in the day. And uh let's see here. Is Josh Kelly the top ad? No. You can go. Um, I traded. I traded Jeff Josh Kelly as like a handcuff. Yeah, Mike picked him up. Well, that's a tough look. It would have been nice to play, though, grab him up. I mean, Jeff really has no choice. He has to start Alexander Madison. I mean, he doesn't even have. I can't see his well, tag right now. Luckily, they play at the same time on Sunday. Yeah. Yep, that helps. So he he'll have the opportunity to actually make oh. that decision in real time. He's got Isaiah um, Spiller and Jordan and Jordan Mason on his bench. So. Isaiah Spiller, I would imagine, is probably who he plugs in then if Eckler doesn't go. Give him some yeah. kind of chance. But Jordan I mean, Mason, could, you know, maybe CMC sits. I don't know. I haven't Spiller, really Spiller was out last week. Was maybe it? healthy scratch. I don't I don't know. Um he's got yeah. I mean, maybe he plays Madison and in, in hopes that uh they rest Delvin. Yeah, this this to me is is the biggest key of this matchup. If Eckler doesn't play, I just don't see how Jeff can get it done. Truly. I just yeah. don't. And it, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is because he's a pillar of, of Jeff's team. Oh yeah. Um, He'd be a pillar of any team. But because, <clears throat> because, because of that though, with McKinnon scoring six touchdowns in the last four games, I mean, and we know McKinnon's playing. Yep. We know it without a doubt. I have to give the edge to Corey here at the running back position, as, as horrible as that sounds. Um, there's just so many question marks here. And even if Eckler does play, what workload does he get? I, I highly, highly doubt we see Eckler have his the, the his normal snap count. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to go with he's going to play. I'm going to go with he's going to get his, his 15 to 18 touches, You know, however you want to divvy that up between receptions and carries. And yeah. He's going to get his 20 points. I mean, he gets 40 to 44, 40 to 45 snaps a game is what he gets. I think I think he's going to play. I think he's going to get what he's going to get, and he's going to be fine. I'm rooting for you, Jeff, on this one. So I, let me ask you this question. Like that. Do, you, do you think Mike really thinks that Josh Kelly has a future in, in, in L.A., or did he just grab him up for, for uh, <laughs> hey, go fuck just, yourself? 100%. 100%. I'm sure that's exactly oh what it was. Playoffs. I'm sure it's exactly what it was. And you just went and grabbed Josh Kelly, the only handcuff that would have helped Jeff this week. Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, man. the that's... pettiness. Oh, no, can, that's it's dynasty. I can feel game. it. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Jeff, Jeff oh, needs this, though. Jeff needs his running move. backs to win this matchup. He, especially with Burrow versus Minshew, he needs this to happen. Yep. No, 100% about agree. these wide receivers. So for, for Jeff, it's Adams, Boyd. Richie James is currently in the lineup, um, yeah. and Justin Jefferson versus Brent Ayuk, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, and Alan Lazard is who yeah. Corey is going with. His These are so similar. Yeah, um, two studs and two question marks. You know. Yep. Um, you know, you look at you look at Adams, and he scored a combined seventeen points in his last three starts. Um, but before that, that week, uh, four weeks ago, he dropped thirty six points. Yeah. Um, and he's got a tough 49ers defense and a new quarterback, it, it would appear. Um, 
But here's the thing. 49ers are 27th against wide receiver, 27th fantasy defense against wide receivers. Um, and if Jared Stidham is really going to start, I think they're going to get the ball out of his hands quick, which means you got to watch slant, screen, bubble screen, quick headers to Adams, and let him go. So yeah. for me, I think maybe this actually benefits Adams this week. Awesome. Um, with such an aggressive pass rush and, and the way the game script's going to go, we throw on the ball a lot. As long as they decide, as long as they don't decide to like bench or rest Adams, I think Adams could have himself a day. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, Boyd is, I think, the weakest part of this group. Um, but, you know, believe it or not, at least the Richie James start, he's had 19 catches on 25 targets the last three games. And I don't see the volume stopping for him um, against a, a pretty dreadful Colts defense. Um, and then lastly, JJ, I think, as long as he plays, he should do what he do. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't see. I wouldn't. Worry I don't about see him. anybody any any issue other than uh, he's playing outside in the cold. <clears throat> you know, maybe he's maybe he gets one less catch. I don't know. Yeah. But um, for me, I think those are the the strengths. You know, obviously, I think Adams could have a positive script, and he needs it. JJ is the man, and I think Richie is number three this week. And Boyd, oh geez, you know, that's <laughs> it's a tough matchup, and he hasn't been playing very well. Yeah, and then on Corey's side, so he's got CeeDee Lamb going tonight. Um, Tennessee is the 32nd-ranked pass defense uh, to wide receivers, so that's that's real sexy. Um, and then A.J. Brown, like we talked about a little bit, you know, his his status is a little bit in question, um, but fantasy, or, uh, fantasy footballers does have him at wide receiver 8, so they are they are not concerned. They actually have yeah. him over Adams. They got Adams down at 11. So. Well, I tell you what, it wasn't an issue last week no. when Minshew was still in nope, football. sure wasn't. Um, but like you said, you know, these, these, the other, right. Ayuk versus the Raiders, you know, the Raiders have been horrible defensively all year. Um, Alan Lazard versus the Vikings. The Vikings have been horrible versus the wider versus anybody defensively. They're just a, that's a funnel defense right now. Um, I'm going to go with Corey's wide receivers in this matchup just because of those extra two. I think they're, I think they're better than Jeff's other two. I yeah. So, so Ayuk and, and Lazard over Boyd and Richie James. So last week, you know, Ayuk finally woke up, five catches, 81 yards. But he hasn't really done that or done any, really anything impressive since week six. Um, so ever since Brock has, has kind of taken over the reins, he hasn't been looking Ayuk's way. I'm so shocked because when I seen CD go down, I'm like, okay, it's Ayuk time, and it's been George Kittle time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then CD, I wasn't sure if he was going to play or how much he's going to play tonight. Uh, currently two catches, 17 yards at the time of recording. Um, so it looks like he's playing. He's been, he's pretty active in the first four minutes of the game. Yep. Um, that being said, Lazard has uh, not looked great as of late uh, since the infamous Van Jefferson trade, uh, <laughs> I believe it was. Uh, so maybe Walt Baby Love was onto something. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So honestly, I, I like the upside of Jeff's receivers overall as a unit more than I like Corey's this week. So I'm giving the nod to Jeff. Right. I think Adams is going to have himself a day, and I think J.J. is the biggest upside guy out of the eight. Yeah. All right, on to uh, the most obviously beneficial in Jeff's fa- – or in Corey's favor, excuse me, matchup of this, the whole game here, Juwan Johnson versus Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's – ouch. Yeah. Juwan Johnson is a boomer bust. Two touchdowns or two points. Yep. <laughs> that's what you're going to get from him. So yep. hopefully, for Jeff's sake, it's the two touchdowns because he's going to need it oh, yeah. um, to win. But uh, it's a – it's 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 definitely doesn't look great for Jeff yeah. at the tight end position, but at yeah. least he has a guy with a high ceiling. 
Because yep. Johnson can't can go off. And Philly's been good against tight ends. So it's not like that's uh you know, it's not like he's got one of those matchups where you're like, ah, you know, I'll throw a dart on him, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Philly's been a top ten unit against the tight end, so it's not uh not looking good there. And he yeah. has no other option. His other guy is this Chigo Guanco who's playing tonight. So and he did not. Hey, and yeah, Oguanco already has two touches in twenty two yards. Yeah, that's a kick in the dick right yeah, there. But you know what though? They're benching everybody. I mean, Jeff you couldn't even play Jeff Simmons this week, who's been just an absolute, you know, stud this yep. year for him. Scored 166 points this year, 10 points last week, 19 points the week before. Yep. So yeah, so obviously Corey is is, you know, dominating the tight end matchup and you know, to add, add some salt to the wound here, the Broncos are are bad, like bottom ten unit against the tight end. So, uh, hopefully for Jeff's sake, Tra- Travis Kelsey does not have the the explosion week that frankly he's uh he's kind of due for. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, he is. What is this? His last. We thought, it was, gonna, 13, thought it was going to happen last nine, week. Yeah, thirteen, five, nine, eighteen, and seventeen, and and no touchdowns. Or no one touchdown in his last five weeks. That is yeah. uh, that's a scary proposition. Yeah. I did put a little sugar on him to score two touchdowns last week, like we talked about. Yeah, did you? Happen, but, I ended yeah. up not doing it. I forgot all about it, yeah. honestly. And well, I so I, I ran a I ran a two touchdown parlay, man. You can really get those odds up there. I, I think I was like that. Justin Fields for two, Justin Jefferson for two, and Kelsey for two. Dollar to win and, ten thousand. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I think <laughs> I put I think I may have put like five on it. There you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, obviously didn't hit. But um, no, he is he is definitely due and. Um, He's got a really good matchup. Yeah. All right. I, I uh, refuse to talk about the kickers. Uh, Corey has gotten rid of the negative two kicker. He's on to San Francisco's kicker. So that, that's good for you. All right. Defensively, this is where this is where this matchup is going to be interesting because Jeff, to me, he's pretty clearly at a disadvantage offensively. I, I think it's pretty substantial. You know, I'm talking between just Burrow and Kelsey. You know, you're, you might be 30 points in the hole going into I was gonna say your, the same your, thing. your defense. You know, obviously – you know, you pick Jeff's wide receivers as the better unit. Um, if Eckler plays, I think Eckler is better than, than than McKinnon. You know, how much can those guys? So let's just say he's down 20, right? Let's just say that he's down 20 offensively. So he's got to find that defensively. Is this going to be, you know, one of, is this a Jekyll week or a Hyde week for his defense? It'd be very interesting yeah. to see, you know, what he, what he does defensively. Cause that's going to determine everything. It's so hard to predict too, but, but oh, luckily yeah. for, for, for him, everybody he has currently in the starting lineup can produce. And they're all going to play, yes. right? They're all. They're, I don't. I don't see any issues with any of these guys playing, and and they all can. They all can score a lot of points. Yep, and that's that's the thing. So, for Jeff, obviously Cam Hayward went absolutely nuts for him last week. But that's and it's his, it was his biggest game of the year. But he's been consistently like, what is this looking at? Ten to fifteen, like consistently. You can pretty much bank on it. He's got one, two three games on the whole year sub 10 points so he's 12 he averages 12.8 points a week yeah it's beautiful and kind of the same thing here for for quentin williams quentin williams has one two three games under 10 so he's got those high floor guys that's you know the defensive tackle position is not something you really i personally like to start but these guys are good these guys are good yeah and then for Corey, uh jonathan allen he's been pretty much exactly like jeff's guys he's got four games under 10 on the entire season. And then Leonard Williams, I know Leonard Williams left early last week, so I'm kind of surprised to see him here. Um, but obviously the Giants are playing for everything. They're playing for their playoffs live. So if he's able to go, he's definitely going to go. And he was limited. He was limited in practice. So it uh, looks like he's going to go. Well, if he doesn't, um, he's got Montez Sweat and Jalen Phillips. 
Yeah. Now Jalen Phillips has I've watched him. He's looked good. I'm surprised yeah. he's not in the lineup right now because he's went double digits the last five weeks. Yes. Um and, and he's, he's been starting Siler over Phillips. Um that's been his play. Siler had started three straight coming into this matchup. But yeah, who, who's that? Zach Siler, he's a D tackle for Miami. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you're you're 100 percent correct. I mean, and and really since shoot, I mean, week four. Really, week four on Jalen Phillips. Phillips has been a monster, absolutely. Yeah. Monster. He's looked really good. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll be interesting to see what he does there. I see what he's doing though. I mean, the Colts. You know, if you see they're on their third string quarterback now, their offensive line is in shambles. You know, Leonard Williams can can absolutely cause havoc. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Linebackers. Um, this is this should be interesting. Jeff actually was talking my ear off about his linebackers this week, um, and just how well they've been playing. You know, Patrick Queen has been better uh, since they brought uh, Roquan over. Well, Jamin Davis has been playing better. And I think I touched on it in the last pod. I think Jamin Davis is on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's figuring out the speed in the game, which I think he struggled with a little bit uh, up front. But um, he's starting to figure things out. And he's starting to get a lot. He's getting his no, nose in the action. Um, he's got, let's see, last four games, 10 tackles, 10 tackles, 9 tackles, 8 tackles, and a couple of TFLs. I mean, that's getting some action. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. Get this settled. Sorry. Trying to and he's uh and uh he's playing hundred percent of the snaps now. Yeah. Um ever since week ten, so last six weeks that he's played, he's hundred percent of the snaps. So you know, expect him to be on the field and, and and being very active. And then looking at the last five here, I mean Singleton is averaging 15 points per game. He's the highest linebacker in this matchup, actually even higher than Jordan Brooks. Um Brooks mm-hmm. is at just about 14 a game. So uh Jamin Davis is at 13. Jawan Bentley for Corey. He's at 12 and a half. You know, Patrick Queen's at 12. You know, this is a this is a, these are both high scoring linebacker units. So this is going to be a, a fairly balanced matchup um at the linebacker position. I know at uh at but D-back, does but does the worst linebacker outscore the worst safety? Because because yeah. they're they're going uh two safe uh Jeff's going two safeties, three linebackers. Mm-hmm. Corey's going two linebackers, three safeties. So how does you know let's say Patrick Queen or Jamin Davis stack up against, let's say, Taylor Rapp. So Taylor Rapp, over the last five, he's averaging 14 points per game. Patrick Queen is averaging 12. So that's a, that's a two-point-per-game difference there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who else were the other starters here? So we've got Minka and Javon Holland for Jeff. Uh, Minka, you find him here, is averaging 12.5. Javon Holland is averaging 10.5. Again, these are over the last yeah. five games. And then for Corey, he's got Richie Grant, Taylor Rapp, Harrison Smith. Uh, Taylor Rapp averaging 14. Richie Grant averaging almost 14. And the last guy, Harrison Smith, took a dive on me here. Let me find him. Harrison Smith at almost 12. So um, Javon Holland is is the biggest risk here for Jeff. Yes. Yep. It, it he he just I, I you know he was he's had a couple of really big games, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, he's put up a couple of 20 point games. But other than that, he's been kind of pedestrian. Um, so it's uh, maybe the one guy on his defense that he really needs a big day out of to make. You know what I mean? Like if you had a key, right, to say, okay, you need another blow-up week from Singleton or Hayward. If you don't get that, you need Holland to at least perform in the upper teens to low 20s. Mm-hmm. If he can get that, I mean, that's going to be a big key to, to making up that difference that he lacks on offense. Yeah, and it's it'll be interesting to see just just knowing Jeff. Um, Jeff likes to to have 
players going later, kind of like you were talking about, you know, knowing you got that ace in the hole. Yeah, I'm yeah. down 15, but I've got five guys left of his three sort of thing. Yep. Um, and he does have the option to play Jesse Bates on Monday night. And historically, Jesse Bates has been fantastic. Um, for whatever reason, this year, he's just not really been that guy. I'm assuming their linebacker play is improving. That's the most likely scenario just because there's not it's not so leaky. Let me see what his uh, snaps are. He's 100 percent. I mean, he, yeah, he's, it's, it's certainly not lack of playing time. You know, Von Bell's yeah. kind of been affected this year as well. He was not the, you know, he was like DB five three years ago and or two years ago yeah. last year, you know, a top 15 guy. And this year he's just kind of been hit and miss. And to me, but yeah, I mean, they got Logan Wilson and Jermaine, well. yeah, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, who both have had pretty good seasons. Yeah. They've, they've played much better, much better. Um, especially Pratt, you know, Pratt, I was calling Pratt a bust three years ago when we first started the pod. And Logan mm-hmm. Wilson was a rookie, you know, and he didn't play a ton and it didn't play well when he did play. But those guys have to- totally, you know, improved. They've gotten better. Yeah. Um, so so defensively then here, uh, where do you think the advantage is? Do you think the advantage is with Corey or do you think it's with Jeff? Here's the unfortunate thing. I think they're even. Yeah. I think they're dead even, which puts which puts so much emphasis on offensive production this week and and Austin Eckler. Yeah. Uh so, so for me, my pick, my pick this week is Corey. Um, I think he just has too much firepower on offense and can keep up with Jeff defensively. Um, linchpins here for Jeff, Austin Eckler, Javon Holland, for me, are the key, you know, and Cameron Hayward, let's just say. Those three um, are going to be super key. And can, can Devontae Adams have a 30-point game? Like I said, 19, was it 19, 19 points? 17 points in the last three starts with a 36 uh, point production week uh, four weeks ago. Can Devontae Adams do that again? So I guess ultimately <laughs> uh, to backtrack, um, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, and and Javon Holland, I think are going to be the the key pieces here if Jeff wants to compete. But to me, Corey just runs his runs his game, and if he gets the production, just the regular production from his team that he's been getting, I think he wins this by fifteen. So over the last five weeks. They're only separated by 10 points defensively. 10. Corey has 10 more points. Two point two more points a game over the yep. last five weeks. Dead even. Yep. Offensively, though, I mean, we're at we're at a massive difference here. So Corey's at 586. Uh Jeff is at 496. So I mean, we're talking 15, almost 20 points a game def- uh, offense. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. That's, that's kind of Corey, exactly what we said. You know, this, Corey by 15. Corey by 15. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah, that's what it, that's sense. what it looks like to me. But not so fast, my friend. Yeah. I'm going to go full Corso here. I, I just, I don't know what it is. You know, it just, it, it seems implausible. It seems like Corey's going to win. So that's just kind of been the theme of the year. Whatever you think for me anyway, whatever I think is going to happen, the opposite happens. So I'm going to say Jeff wins this. I'm going to say Jeff gets it done. And I'm going to say he gets it done on defense. Corey has, has had you know, three weeks in a row under 85 points defensively. And, you know, if he gets into that 70 range, like he's been two out of the last mm-hmm. three weeks, I think that's 71 last week. Yep, 76, yeah. two, three, three weeks ago, 85, two weeks ago. I mean, that's that's where Jeff can win this game. And Jeff, you know, he's, I mean, in this in this data set here, he's got a 46 and he's got a 116. So, I mean, they're just his defense is either going to absolutely go nuts yeah. or it's, it's just not going to be enough. And that's Jacqueline Hyde, man, we've said that about his team all year. year. And it's he like super low floor, super high ceiling. Yeah, he would tell you he's due. Yeah. So, well, I'm if you believed in the juju, if you believed in the juju, then you would think you were due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jeff. So good luck to uh to Corey and Jeff here. I know this was hey, a good luck, guys. One, a little drawn out, but these boys deserve it. Um, they deserve the breakdown, and uh, 
good luck to you. I hope it's close. And I know Jeff was talking about, you know, I hope this goes down to stat corrections. And no, no, he doesn't. Jeff is the most anxious person I've ever met in my life. You know what I hope this happens? He might have a heart attack. I want to see Monday night. I want to see Jeff up by, let's say, 15 or 20. And they both, and he has Boyd going and and Corey has Burrow. I think that would be, that would be excellent. That would be very interesting. He would be, but, uh, <laughs> he'd be a bag of nerves. Oh, I, both, both of them would be shitting bricks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no it's gonna doubt. Be, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch. It would probably, probably be radio silence from the two of them uh, on the chat uh, if that <laughs> was the case. With everybody else so. just chirping and, and tagging them. Oh, oh 100%. Did you see that? Oh, did you see that? Yeah. 100%. That's for sure what's going to happen. Yep. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you uh, co-hosting with me this year. Um, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a, a, a podcast break for a little while yeah. here. And, uh, we'll get back at it, come combine and everything, and we'll, we'll all meet up again. So appreciate it. Fantastic. You, yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. It's been a great year. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed doing the podcast and putting the notes together and, and staying involved. And, you know, my uh, with my, uh, you know, last place season that I've had. Well, not last place, just low in potential points. <laughs> But, uh, you know, with this kind of throwaway season this year that I had, knowing that I wasn't going to compete, uh, maybe sniped a couple of people here and there, which was fun. But uh, this has kind of kept me involved and, you know, yep. kept me in the mix. So, no, I appreciate you uh, having me on the pod this year. Absolutely. Hey, in uh, five days and your season begins here. So, Oh, I can't wait, man. <laughs> watching so much film, it's crazy. won't matter, but I'm watching a lot. I love it. All right, fellas. Good luck. We'll talk to you guys Good. later. Good luck, guys.